0: Good morning, siblings. Today's readings are Micah 1 through 7, which is the entire book of Micah. Rabbit Trails. I'm going to keep my notes short today, as you may still be recovering from the novel I dropped yesterday. I feel for you. It was almost as stressful for me to write as it is for us to digest. Quick Facts. Micah's transliterated Hebrew name is Micah Yahoo or Micah. It means, who is like Yahweh. Background. During the time of this book, Samaria was the capital of the northern kingdom of Israel, and Jerusalem was the capital of the southern kingdom of Judah. Now, each of these cities had become hubs of sin of sorts for the people of Israel. This book contains a highly significant prophecy about our coming Messiah in chapter 5. We'll cover that below. Highlighted Passages from the Book of Micah We read in the first verse of Micah that this is another prophetic warning to Samaria and Jerusalem, which is essentially to the kingdoms of Israel and Judah. Goodness, how many prophets did Yahweh send to warn his people? Now, reckon how many warnings he sent us. Micah 3 verse 5 reads, Thus says Yahweh concerning the prophets who lead my people astray. Chapter 3 is all about dishonest rulers and prophets who claim to be coming in the name of Yahweh, but lead them away from His ways. It reminds me of Matthew 5, verse 19, which reads, Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. I don't want to be found teaching people to relax the Father's commandments. Remember, these are words straight from Yeshua's mouth. Micah chapter 4 is a great comfort to me and is very much in line with what we studied in Ezekiel when we began to rethink our concept of heaven based on biblical text versus what pop culture has taught us. Speaking of pop culture, if you're a fan of the Broadway musical Hamilton, you recognize Micah 4.4 4 from George Washington's Farewell Song. I have two favorite verses in chapter 4. I'm going to read them to you now. Micah four verse two: Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways and that we may walk in his paths. And Micah four five. For all the peoples walk each in the name of its God, but we will walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever. And now, the significant prophecy of our Messiah. We read of this in Micah 5, verses 2-5. through But you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be the ruler in Israel and he shall be their peace. Micah 6, 8 is part of a passage summing up what the Father requires of us. I want to camp here for a minute and put this in perspective. It reads, He has told you, O man, what is good, and what does Yahweh require of you, but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. These three statements begin small and build upon one another like stair steps which lead us to the Father. Justice. To do justice is to be a fair person, doing what is right. Kindness. To love kindness means that kindness is a part of who you are and how you live your life. Kindness is required for justice to be compassionate. Without kindness, we can end up with a skewed sense of justice that has no mercy or grace. Like the mercy and grace that the Father has with us. Walk humbly. On top of this, if you are a person of justice and kindness, the source of these two things is the Father, and you will want to walk after Him, ordering your life according to His ways, in humble submission to His wisdom and teachings, realizing that His ways are far greater than our own. So you see, these three things are not three statements which nullify, make void, or give us an excuse to disregard the teachings and commandments of our Father. Why do I point this out? Because folks have always been looking for the cliff notes to avoid having to read the book since the beginning of time. And in addition to that, they're looking for shortcuts or workarounds to having to follow all of Yahweh's commandments. Similar to how Messiah brilliantly summed up the Ten Commandments with just two, and I have a link here to an article about that, which in essence summed up the entire 613, that's an approximate estimate number here. (laughs) These three behaviors are yet another bit of shorthand that point us back to the Father and the entirety of His teachings, commandments, and directives. If we seek justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with our God, what will that look like? It will look like obedience to the Father. Make sure you read Micah chapter 7, verses 18-20 through 20 for much-needed reminders of Yahweh's steadfastness. May we live in appreciation and praise in return. And finally, I'll end with this gem. Micah 7, 7 But as for me, I will look to Yahweh. I will wait for the God of my salvation, and my God will hear me. Amen. He sees us. He hears us. He is answering our call. Test everything. Hold tight to what is good. 1 Thessalonians 5.21 We are saved by grace alone. Obedience is not the root of our salvation. It is the fruit. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. I love y'all. Bye-bye.